Oh, well, hello, stranger. Welcome to Practice Perspective Podcast. Me, my name is Michael Showalter. This is how I manifest in this world. But either way, I'm so glad you stumbled upon this episode, this source of channeling our inner desire to meet somebody, to connect with somebody, to have a brief moment to reflect. Because we get so caught up in routines of trying to get shit done, we get lost of not following our passion, our intuition. A lot of us have questions, what the fuck is my passion? What is my intuition to lead me in the right direction? Well, let's take a moment to connect with people. Let's be vulnerable for a second and channel our higher consciousness and trust our intuitions and just take a step out of our comfort zone and meet people and maybe we can learn something from someone else to help us be who we want to be. And so welcome to Practice Perspective Podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up you guys? You guys like that? I'm trying to uh, figure out what type of intro, kind of main theme intro I want to do, but being very indecisive, let's, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyways, awesome podcast we have for you guys. I have Britt Mejia, a very lovely, nurturing, majestic, wild woman that is going down into her roots and just being who she is and following her life purpose. She's contagious with this positive energy, very fiery, passionate, lovely woman. I met her through my sister, Michelle. And so, kind of briefly acquainting us, she always mentioned... Oh, you'll love to have her on your podcast. You guys have the same perspective. You guys are very, you know, extroverts, outgoing. Well, actually, she she was an introvert, but you'll definitely listen to uh, her story right here in a minute. But in this podcast, we actually cover a lot of good, juicy stuff. Everybody loves to love. Everybody wants that significant other, that partner. And so what we talk about is a lot of preconceived notions that go into a relationship and kind of... Sometimes it doesn't work out, but it, you know, sends you in the right direction to heal yourself, to heal your wounds, and she does a very good job on sharing her experience to want to help others. So check her out. She's on Facebook under Bird Mejia, that's B-I-R-D, and then Mejia is M-E-J-I-A, and she has another one, another Facebook page called She Became Her Own Hero, which it's awesome. It's a safe haven for women to share their experience and, and heal each other. And, and this is awesome because, you know, we need to be vulnerable. And there's a weird art to that, which I have another podcast episode for. But the art of surrendering, the art of vulnerability allows you to kind of need to address your wounds. And so Bernahia is really good at that. She'll teach you ways of how to heal your wounds, how to acknowledge your wounds, your broken hearts that we've all kind of just carrying around these broken pieces that are just not, <clears throat> they're not good for a healthy human being. <laughs> Anyways, um, check this podcast out. Listen with your open, broken hearts, or at least some, some things that you might need to address in life, or, you know, just an open mind to see where it can take you. Anyways, check it out. Let me know what you think. And I'll catch you on the flip side. It's kind of just crazy how, you know, the universe works its magic to just help you connect with other people. So, my sister kind of connected us. Mm -hmm. she, was on, uh, she was actually on my podcast here as well. Uh, you're sharing very intimate, you know, personable story of hers. But, um, so you created this, this Facebook page, this, uh, she became her own hero, mm -hmm. uh, which is nice. It's lovely. Uh, you know, it's a safe haven for, for women to share and nurture each other in, in, in that, you know, aspect. What, um, what kind of got you into that path to want to start this page and, you know, really help nourish that, that nurturing motherly aspect that, that people have? Well, I think it's something I've had for many years. I, when I was a young woman, I was desperately looking for 
an older, wiser woman to guide me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of us, sometimes we come from families and mothers that didn't love themselves because they had their own trauma and they had their own yeah. stuff that a lot of times we don't even know about. But, you know, as we get older, we find out about this is why they treated us a certain way or this is what they went through. So I had a mother that um, had her own her own history and her own stories. But mm-hmm. because of that, um, when I was growing up, she wasn't able to give me the love and guidance and the wisdom that I feel is necessary for for all of us, but as a woman, I was desperately looking for her, and I kept on trying to find her. And I remember one time I went to a, just like a little workshop, and there was this woman, and she was older, and she was just wise, and she was just spitting out this knowledge, and I went up to her afterwards, and I started talking to her, and I just started crying, and she's like, sweetie, why are you crying? And it was just that, that's when I understood, I'm like, this is what, like, I need, like, I'm like, I was like, I need you, I need someone. Yeah. And she wasn't able to, to be my, my mentor, but so finally, after a few years, I decided that I wasn't going to find her because I hadn't found her yet. So I decided I'm going to become her, yeah. the older wise woman, and one day I'm going to help other women wow. with that. So it took me, I didn't know it was going to take me such a long time. It took me <laughs> a lot of stuff, a lot of years. It took yeah. me a lot of heartache. It took me a lot of pain because I had to heal myself. And in order to heal yourself, and a lot of us go through life kind of we go through life in the matrix that's why the matrix is so popular you know yeah we we live our life in the matrix we pretend and we pretend you know we um i think um anthony demello talked about or maybe it was krishnamurti talks about you marry asleep and you have children in your sleep and i think that is uh, what a lot of us do i totally see that yeah i i totally see that in friends and family i mean also because i think I don't want to get weird with the terminology, but like I think social conditioning is like a real thing, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they're just doing what they're taught. They're mm-hmm. just doing what they're exposed to, mm-hmm. and we don't realize like there's something like underneath, where it's just like oh, something's just you know not right. Something like I need more. I need this. You know, I need a break from this threshold. You know, to yes. actually be myself. And so, uh, I mean, just you know, looking at your videos, you you know, you're really good at that. That we need to heal ourselves, and I mm-hmm. think that's the probably the, the growth and the maybe the hardest part for some people because some people you know have these bad habits to continue um, because that's just what their character is but mm-hmm. they don't want to take that leap of like you know what you, you can be your own hero you could be that person you've always wanted to be mm-hmm. it's just that meditative discipline to continue those processes to do yes. that yes yeah. well I think becoming your own hero for me it's two parts it's like understanding that I like to talk. I'm really, really passionate about Joseph Campbell's work on the hero's journey. Um, He coined the phrase, follow your bliss. And everybody knows of Joseph Campbell because everybody knows about Star Wars. Um, (laughs) Everybody doesn't know that George Lucas modeled Star Wars after Joseph Campbell's work on the hero's journey. So Star Wars is really actually a model of a personal, of the journey that we all, it comes from the myths. Mm -hmm. The myths are actually like a guiding point that it has uh has like a journey of of the person that is on your hero's journey and all of us are here and we if we're living authentic lives we're on our hero's journey and so part of it is discussing the hero's journey and going on your hero's journey and discovering because a lot of times society puts we're born and then our family puts the belief systems in us mm-hmm. and then society puts the belief systems in us and then maybe our own self-doubts, you know, it could even be a teacher that we meet or a friend that said, no, you can't do this. And, you know, maybe you were an artist and you were born into a family of doctors and it wasn't okay to be yeah. a doctor. Maybe you were born into a family of doctors and you were, you know, yeah. A, yeah. an artist and you couldn't do that. So um, for me, it is a process of, Finding your hero's journey, and then also once you get there, you have to heal the garbage because we, the first eight years of our life, we are ruled by our subconscious patterns, mm-hmm. and they rule us, and Bruce Lipton talks about, I think this one's really interesting, he talks about the biology beliefs, and he had an example about relationships. Now, is anyone, have you ever fallen in love with somebody 
And when you fall first fall in love with somebody and everything is they're at their best and you're just yeah. like, oh, oh this yeah. is just beautiful. Well, because when you fall in love with somebody, you are so enamored by them and you're so in the present moment. <laughs> you know, you're just enjoying their eyes mm-hmm. and you're enjoying, you know, yeah. just the feeling. You're it's enjoying like Yeah, on. you got that it's high like, going on. Yeah. So you're actually operating from your conscious mind and not your subconscious patterns. Your subconscious patterns are the patterns that you acquire the first eight years of your life and they can be from mom's side, dad's side. It's like stuff that even happened before school, you were born. Friends, yeah, yeah, friends. You, yeah. What happened when you were in your yeah. mother's womb? All that kind of stuff the first eight years is subconscious and it will rule you. But when you first meet somebody, you're so in the present moment that you're operating from the conscious mind. And then mm. what happens is you get comfortable with each other or you start <laughs> living together or you decide let's get married or whatever the yeah. situation is. And all of a sudden you're not so high on that person anymore and you're not really in the present moment. So guess what yeah. kicks in? The subconscious pattern kicks in and then you're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> this, this is not yeah. who I fell in love with. Who is, such who a is different she? Person. I don't even know who you anymore. Who is he? You know, or, you know, both parties are thinking the same thing. They're like, what? This is not who I married. This is not who I <laughs> fell in love with. Well, it really isn't because now you got, it's their subconscious patterns and it's like, a lot of times you don't even know what our subconscious pattern is. So you can, yeah. you know, you can have a parent that you just butted heads with, but you learned the subconscious patterning and the same type <laughs> of things as them. So all your brothers and sisters or all your family will meet you and they're like, oh, you're just like mom or you're just like dad. And you're like, no, I'm not like them. And everyone's like, yes, you are. And you're yeah. like, no, no, because you can't see because it's not really who you are. You feel who you really truly are yeah but it's your subconscious pattern so everyone else is seen yeah well this is your pattern this is your behavior so we have to rewire that stuff and it's yeah. um oh man no yeah you're, you're totally right that's i guess i mean thinking of people not really looking at their their habits changing their habits to kind of better fulfill what they want to do in their mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. and you know a lot of it's like diet or meditating kind of just being your present moment just reflect on what you've done because there could be so many different things you could look at of like oh yeah I I, I, I do dishes all the time but <laughs> the, the fact is you don't do the dishes just because you're not seeing the process of you doing them at that moment mm-hmm. you know you probably just do it later and you just saying this kind of just make me realize this living situations with my roommates and, and back when I was with my, my mother and my sister and just their everyday habits of either watching TV or how they clean the house or uh, how they respond to like intimacy, you know, giving you cariño. It's like, oh, you know, it's all right. It's going to be okay. It's like, you didn't give me that in their version of giving you cariños or like that intimate reflection of like, oh, I acknowledge that you're hurting right now but they're not giving you in the way that you want it to be. So there's so many things that could go into that where a lot of people, it just surpasses them. It's just, you know, one ear, not the other. And it's just, it's their perspective that is just not keen, I guess, on those, those details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. So you're really influenced by uh, Bruce Lipton, mm-hmm. Joseph Campbell. Yes. Um, who else? Who else has kind of really nourished your your perspective to be very keen on, on these subjects? When I was very young, I read a book that really has influenced me a lot is Clarissa Pincola Estes. She wrote a book called Women Who Run With the Wolves. And she actually... Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, she actually yeah. compares healthy women to healthy wolves. So I created a Wild Woman Reconnecting to Powerful Self workshop mm-hmm. from that. And so I helped teach people and it was my own journey of finding my wild woman self because a lot of my life I was I was in the matrix I was you know I had two master's degrees and I was always a straight-a student and I was taught to be perfect and taught to you know do certain things yeah. I had a marriage that looked like it was perfect and now but inside I was not happy mm-hmm. and I hadn't been joyful I don't think I don't remember even as a child just being happy and free because it was like I was taught early on that you had to be perfect and it was a lot of pressure on me. Okay. So uh, for me, it was this process of undigging myself and being my authentic self. And so she talks about, 
one of her motives is that she talks about is the woman who is walking around and is bones. So a woman that is bones is a woman that has not fed herself. And you can be a CEO of a company. You can have a successful marriage with children and do all this stuff and you're mm-hmm. giving to other people and you're making your company successful. Yeah. But if it's not coming from who you are and what you authentically want to do in your gut, mm-hmm. you're not feeding your own soul. So you can be, there's a lot of, uh, and men too, yeah. men and women, we can go around life and we're bones because we're not feeding ourselves and we're not nourishing ourselves. But I think for women, because we're such... A lot of times we are in the nurturing roles as wives mm-hmm. and as mothers and that kind of stuff. A yes. lot of times it's easy for us just to give, 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 but if we're not feeding ourselves. So yeah. you walk through life as bones. So I write about that, how I was walking through life with bones. And I had this image of this wild woman for a long time coming to yeah. my door and she was wild. You know, her hair was big and combed out I love it I love it yeah and she was just running naked in the wind and she kept knocking on my door and I knew it was my authentic self and I didn't want to let her in because you know my feeling was like I'm like no I'm comfortable here (laughs) in my white walls I have a man to feed I have things to do like I can't I can't come and then I you know all right but what if would I look like you you know (laughs) and it was just you know and I think everybody has every woman has their wild woman self and it might be yourself when you were four years old running free in the woods, you mm-hmm. know, or it could be your image of yourself as an older woman with great white hair and yeah. just powerful, you know, whatever it is, we all have that. And I think it's important for us to, so attending that, but so Clarissa Pinkola essay, she talks a lot about myths. I'm really interested in myths because they, they, yeah, they, they're, they're kind of a model. I mean, yeah. The Lion King follows the motive actually of the hero's journey mm-hmm. and where, you're going along in life. This is kind of what happens. This is part of the here's when you're going along in life. Everything's comfortable. You're comfortable because a lot of times we're comfortable. I mean, like for me, I was comfortable in melancholy. I was comfortable in a relationship that wasn't great because that's all I had known. That's yeah. how, you know, my pattern from my mother, from my parents, you know. So yeah. you're comfortable in not being happy. Or you're comfortable in... Whatever it is, you're comfortable. And along comes something. It could be s- symbolized by a person, and it could actually be a person, or it could be an event, or it could be an inner calling yeah. that you have within yourself. A song. Or yeah, something that triggers you, and yeah. that is like the hero's journey. It's like the person coming. It's like when Obi-Wan came to Luke Skywalker and said, hey, come with me. And Luke was like, no, I'm not going. I'm comfortable here with my aunt and uncle. I'm living my life. And that's usually... The hero will refuse the call. You'll get some kind of call, and it could be just an inner knowing. Yeah. And you get the call, and the hero will refuse the call. That's usually what we do. At first, we're like, yeah. hell no, I'm not doing it. But then, if you... Just following the pattern yeah, ways. Like, yeah, oh, and, but then when you eventually, you're going to... Yeah, and yeah. eventually, if you do it, you follow it, then there's your life. And it's going to take yeah. you on this adventure. Who knows where it's going to take you? It might mm-hmm. look like this crazy labyrinth. Yeah. You're going to find... There's going to be monsters and dragons along the way, and there's going to be the seductress along the way. Yeah. She could actually be a real seductress, or he could actually be a real seductress, or it could be just somebody offers you a great job with lots of money that's off your path, and you're yeah. like, hmm, you know, it could be a, yeah. a situation that seduces you off your path. Did you stray, and then mm-hmm. got to learn from that again. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, But you have to follow, and I believe that everybody has a gift. Yeah. That everybody has something. Yeah. So um, if you're listening to this and if you don't know what it is, a lot of times we don't know what it is. Some of us... I still don't know what it is. Yeah. But like, I didn't know mine was until yeah. a year ago. And it took me a long time to figure it out. But it's kind of like you follow your inner desire and it tells you go one place and then that takes you to the next place. And a lot of times it's like a labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, oh... This is what I want to do. This is the thing that I came to this earth to do. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that all the little piddly things and all the trials and tribulations actually yeah. had a purpose. They taught you something, and it was part of the journey. So you kind of have to just trust and listen to. You know, if your intuition tells you to learn how to play an <laughs> instrument, go learn how to play an instrument. If it tells you to go take a dance class, go take a dance class. If it's telling you, 
I'm really go miserable. Go to the jungles of Mexico. Go to the jungles of Mexico. <laughs> then go go do that. I yeah. mean, there you go there, and that's like what if you've read um, the Alchemist. Mm, great book. Yeah. Yes. Mm. You know, he, he was called to go across the world to another place to find the treasure. Yeah. When he was along the way, somebody told him the treasure was right in his backyard. <laughs> but if he hadn't gone all the way over there, he would never have figured out that it was right in his backyard. backyard. Yeah. You know, so it is that whole process of following. Taking the yeah, and a lot of times it, it'll bring, a lot of times the journey will bring you right back to yourself. And right back to your own backyard because yeah. that's usually where the, a lot of times where the treasures are, but you have to to walk it. So it's I don't know, it's kind of exciting. It is exciting, and I think we're kind of we're exposed to this on, uh, on like a lot of levels with media. I mean, people love movies, um, but I don't think I think some people, especially me, it took a while to understand like oh, movies have a message. It's the story, and I mean, we're so prone to love these stories, and and you know we like to gossip and and share what we were ex- exposed to. But actually going on your own journey, I think it's like a huge difference because of, I think, yeah, you're right. People love to be complacent. We love to be in our homes. We're comfortable. We don't want to feel the pain and, and get dirty and mm-hmm. have some elbow grease. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think thankfully I was, I went into the Marine Corps to kind of like in, enjoy that. Yeah. And so like I'm kind of going on lower place now, but um I think, yeah, there's something to just enjoying that journey instead of, like, trying to get to the destination. There's that big saying, um, it's not the destination, it's the journey that's going to be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's good. But that's I wonder awesome. if you were nervous about that chain, that decision when you were young and you decided to go in the marine. I was. Because you were comfortable and you were like, yeah, that's was. really scary. I was complacent. I was trying to save up money for college when really I was just blowing money on just partying and drugs. Mm-hmm. And like shit, I need to do something with my life. So I was gonna go into the um, the National Guard, like the least like military type of department. And I'm like, you know what? No, I should just go all the way in, see where it takes me, mm-hmm. and I'm back here now. Yeah. <laughs> in my backyard. But now it's made you more adventurous. Oh yeah. And you're more yeah. open. It's changed you. Yeah, it so, changed me so much. And when you finally later later on, you really figure out exactly this is really what I want to do. And yeah. like right now what you want to do is doing these podcasts. Yeah. And you have this adventure in you that you obtained from. Mm-hmm. And I get, to meet, I get to meet great people just like you. Thank you. That have very nurturing and very contagious energy to, to keep on pursuing that. And, and I think, I don't know, what I feel with you, I'm, I've always been very heavy into my intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you said if you follow your intuition, you know, you, you'll you won't be led astray. I'm a big believer in that. But of course, in this matrix, in this crazy world that we live in, you know, it gets a little difficult. I mean, it's not an easy destination or path to follow like there is any specific path. But we, we do get sidetracked. We do get led astray. A lot of it, a lot of it is for learning lessons. Mm-hmm. But the energy that I feel from you is that you help align that. You help, like nurture and make the intuition more prominent rather than being sidetracked by all these other courses of life that we can do. So, so I appreciate you for that. That's good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. It's a bit about me. I do daily sound meditation usually, and I wake up with it. I do blood breath work mm-hmm. because I have to, I've learned my strengths, but also my weaknesses. And some of my weaknesses are, my sweets yeah well you know like for example <laughs> yeah i mean like for example i it's a natural for me i have a lot of energy and fire in my brain and sometimes mm-hmm. with energy and fire is not channeled the right way it can be channeled in anger and it can be channeled so i know that that's something and i always since i've been a child i get melancholy sometimes i'm kind of inward and i know that that's not going to serve me to be melancholy to be angry so i have to have a daily discipline mm-hmm. to channel it in the positive way. Yes. Tina Turner, I, people don't know this about Tina Turner, a lot of people. If you Google, if you YouTube Tina Turner, she does this. Uh, the actress? Yeah, yeah, the actress and the singer. Okay. The, the, yeah, Tina yeah. Turner. She does stuff on sound meditation. She talks, there's something called, if you YouTube it and go, be, uh, just Tina Turner Beyond, mm-hmm. she talks about the power of a daily discipline of voice of the music and she Mm -hmm. does 
different chanting. And the the chanting is about, it's not, you know, she's Buddhist now, but it's not so much. That's actually what changed her life is that she started, a friend of her had become Buddhist and she started chanting. And it wasn't the becoming Buddhist. It was actually the sound meditation because when you do the sound meditation and it's the mantras, it your brain starts getting fascinated by the words and it also because it's coming from the throat chakra you're vibrating the throat chakra and that heals the lower chakra so it's healing the solar plexus which is the center of mm. power it's healing the sacral sh- chakra which is the center of creativity and sexuality oh, yeah. and it's healing the root chakra which is the foundation the root chakra is where you feel safe so if you come from a family where you didn't feel safe being loved or you mm-hmm. didn't feel safe in finances that's your foundation. At the foundation of who you are as an adult, you don't feel safe. You have a, a, yeah. a, a weak root chakra, and you can't have a house with a weak foundation. So yeah. that's like number one. So she started doing that and started clearing her mind, and that's what gave her the ability to leave her abusive relationship and the ability to become Tina Turner. We No one would know who Tina Turner is now if mm-hmm. she hadn't gone inward and strengthened herself yeah. and channeled herself so that she was operating from her powers and instead of her weaknesses, and all of us have our strengths and weaknesses, and I think it's important to have a discipline where yeah. we are able to channel our positive energy and make it more powerful yes. and let the, you know understand that we have, these are our challenges, but we focus and we channel it. And a daily discipline for me has been really, really, really yeah. powerful. I'm, I'm so glad you bring that up. You're, you're totally right. Because I feel the best when I have my morning workout and I get to at least do 11 minutes of meditation afterwards. Mm-hmm. At least 11 minutes. Sometimes yes. I go longer, but that's my minimum, like at least 11 minutes. And just getting that to ha- that habit, you know, it boosts productivity. Mm-hmm. I feel I get this nice natural high of just being myself. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm still working on this because sometimes I, I mean, you know, I get led astray just with friends and life and and. Sometimes when I feel too healthy, uh, I don't get scared or afraid. Like, I don't know what to do with, like, so much energy and in, in to, you know, kind of just spread out and spew. Uh, now I think I could just channel it through my music and my podcast. Mm-hmm. But, um, so that's what I do. What, what's your, so you do mantras, what's your discipline meditation? Because I think some people like that and they, they think that it needs to be a certain way of, like, oh, it has to be this Hindu mantra. Like, oh, no, it has to be... Um, yoga specifically, like you know, there's. I think you, can you do your I own. I think you have to do what works for you. Like yeah. a lot of people, a lot of the people that I've followed for many years, you know, Wayne Dyer and different people that I really respect, they do regular meditation. And I have friends that do regular meditation, silent meditation. It doesn't work for me because I can't silence my mind. My mind is going <laughs> going like crazy, you know. So yeah. I've tried it for years, and for other people that works works great. Yeah. I don't think that I found some some mantras that work well for me, that vibrate well for me, that mm-hmm. and for me I also do it with breath work. The breath work is what is the thing that really, really is powerful because and this is another thing people don't know, most people don't know. And hopefully one day we'll just teach our children so our children just know this stuff so they can go out in the world and they can understand this. But most of us breathe just regular, right? So mm-hmm. when you're breathing just regular, you're, you're vibrating, you're breathing shallow. Yeah. So if you're breathing shallow, you're vibrating, your, your vibration is low, and it's kind of doing, I don't know how to verbalize this, but it's, it's going, dull. yeah, and yeah. it's kind of going up and down, and it's got this kind of dysfunctional energy because it's shallow. Yeah. So then if you get angry, or if you get emotional, or if you get stressed or you get anxiety, which are emotions and different things that all of us have, mm-hmm. and I don't know about any of you guys, I've had all of <laughs> all them of at them. the same time, you yeah. know, angry and stressed and emotional all at once. Yeah. So what happens in your vibration gets even faster. And so if you look at vibrations, like attracts like, and mm-hmm. this is what science is even proving. So if you're vibrating really fast and kind of chaotic, what are you going to vibrate into your life? You're going to vibrate other people in situations that are vibrating at the same rate. So for me, I kind of look at you know always, always wonder why do bad things happen to good people? Well, I mean, bad things happen, life just happens to all of us. But yeah. I also kind of think that it's because for a lot of my life, I was a good 
kind, sweet person, but I had shit I was attracting <laughs> into my life and dysfunctional people that were in my life. And, and I was breathing shallow. Yeah, and, and I was breathing shallow. And I was engaging in big fights with people, you know, that were in my family. And, and, and that just made me worse. So what happens when I do my meditation? I do it with breath work. So when you slow down your breath mm-hmm. and you're not breathing as fast, and there's lots of, you can do something called three-point breath where you inhale for eight, you hold for eight, and you exhale for eight. Mm-hmm. I do a, other kind of, I do a variety of different breath work. Um, <laughs> nice. Along yeah. with my mantras. But sometimes it will actually slow my down my breath where I'm only breathing once in a minute. And I've gotten, I've been doing it for years, so it's helped. But what happens is you raise your vibration. When you start raising your vibration, your life changes, basically, because you start vibrating people at a different vibration. And you can go out and about. And even, like, when you're at the grocery store, you don't, like, I don't, I really run into people that are angry and crabby, even when I'm on the phone with the electrical company, even when... I'm out and about, and yeah. when I do, like if I'm driving, all of a sudden I get an a-hole that's honking at me, yeah. I know, I'm like, okay, you need to work on your vibration, <laughs> and you know, I'll start working on myself, like I'll do my breath work, and I'll do my mantras while I'm driving sometimes, because yeah. I have a lot of stuff that I have to reprogram, so yeah. when you're doing this stuff, it actually reprograms your brain, and it reprograms mm-hmm. your mind, Oh yeah. so that's why I like it, but it's, so raising your vibration really changes, and then you get to the point where you can be around people because a lot of times, I mean, this is the truth of it. Most of us have families that love us but are in dysfunctional in some type of way, right? Mm-hmm. So when you start healing yourself and getting healthier, you don't want to just be like, I'm not going to ever see my family again, you know, F them. You know, yeah. some, of us, some of us need to and have that separation for a while. But when you start raising your vibration you can actually be around people that are chaotic that are vibrating at a lower rate and you can just just like an airplane you just lift yourself up and you fly over the chaos you fly over the storm yeah and you can just watch the storm you can watch them doing their thing you can send them love but you don't have to engage anymore and it's really freeing when you're there and you're like I don't have to get in an argument with this person anymore and I don't have to be upset about them saying this crazy thing to Mm -hmm. me and I don't have to engage in that and I can actually watch and feel compassion because they're there and they don't have to be there and they don't understand that but I don't have to be there with them and it changes the dynamics of things nice, nice. so um, but that but you can get I feel like I'm not real big into like everybody has to do just this way yeah I think it's important for everyone to find their own way mm-hmm. but I do think it's important for people to understand that breath work and slowing down your breath yeah Changes your vibration. And it does a lot, vibration. yeah. Just putting your attention on your breath mm-hmm. and see if you can breathe from your diaphragm. It's, um, yeah, you could definitely feel immediate changes after just a couple breath works. I remember um, he was, uh, anyways, I was working and so I was calling this guy to sell him some advertisement on Yelp and he would always just, you know, hang up the phone on me. He's like, you know what I do? And I kept hanging up. And then he's like, you know what? All right, hey, Michael. Michael, how about you come to my place and I'll show you what we do here. And you you tell me if it's a good idea if I should, you know, look into your, your advertising program and, and get into the matrix. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Of course I'll go down there and see what you're into because um, on Yelp, if you're familiar with uh, how businesses are portrayed, it was a... Uh, I think he had it under yoga um, meditation practice. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah, I've been to a couple. Um, but this was a, a specific type of meditation. Um, I think it was kind of, yeah, Kundalini yoga Kundalini. meditation. Okay, okay. I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've heard about the serpent coming out yeah, through yeah. the chakras and working on your foundation. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I have my lower back pain. Anyways, so my, my brain was pretty excited. Mm-hmm. But no, so I finally meet this guy. And this is the first time I had uh, uh, Reiki done on me, Ricky. And so we did this meditation, and it was actually pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, a segment where it's only, only specifically for women. Mm-hmm. He's like, but it's all right. I mean, men need to know about this too. And so uh, it was kind of like a safe safe spot. But um, we did like a lot of breathing work with this yoga. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I don't remember specifically, but I think it was Satanama in words and then you say it in your your head like four other times Mm -hmm. 
And then when you breathe out, you have to go wahi guru with your breath. Yeah, yeah. And that's so, the first yeah, I like that. And just kind of like doing that, that like got me deeper in my meditation, deeper into like uh, away from my, my monkey brain to like not be associated with it. And it was like the first time I've actually started feeling stuff from meditation, going deeper into mm-hmm. uh, the, the present moment, yes. the eternal present moment of now. And just, it's a weird place where it's just in between everything and it's like very quiet it's like solitude to like that word solitude it was beautiful um but so that's what i've been working on with and so what would uh what uh mantras or what meditation we do a lot of that kundalini is um i think it's similar i do something i was trained in nam yoga um nam yoga yeah, okay, nam, yeah. shakti nam yoga and but we do like we do the satanamas, yeah. Ramadasa. Um, we do lots of different. There's lots of lots. Of there different. is. There's so there's many. A, there's of so them. many different ones. <laughs> and but the thing about it is, it's not even. The power is not actually even what because all the words mean something, but it's actually yeah. not in there. It's actually they have vibrations. Mm-hmm. So the music, the mantras have vibrations, and that's why music is so powerful. It has vibration. Oh, music yeah. is one of the most powerful things. It makes you things. feel some things. And if you're listening <laughs> to negative music, it has, has a negative effect. Yeah. And people don't realize that. It's the vibration of it. It's one of the most powerful vibrations. Mm-hmm. So it's important to uplift yourself with music that is harmonious and that is beautiful. Yes. And, yes. And high frequency, high and vibration. High frequency, and- Yes. Got to raise that shit, you guys. Got to raise your vibration. <laughs> I know, guys, and it changes. I don't know, like my life has changed, and I want it to be even change more. Like I want yeah. to become more powerful, and not powerful like I'm great powerful, but internal powerful, where I my vibration's strong, and I feel internally happy, and I don't need the things of the world to make mm-hmm. me happy. Like I don't have to cling to anyone in my life if somebody I love is not there anymore I can survive and I can be just as joyful because mm-hmm. I can go on because I don't have to be attached to that person and that's you know some of the things I teach I developed a program called heal your heart about healing your broken heart because I think a lot of times a lot of us go through life with hearts that are broken and mm-hmm. wounded and even from childhood and I I might be wrong, but I actually think men probably do it even more than women because women have each other to talk about, you know. Yeah. I'm going through this and we process and yeah. guys, you guys don't have, you know, you're not Yeah. You know, you don't have Ooh. that that yeah. that outlet. So, you know, like a heart attack is actually a sign of a broken heart spiritually. So um, eventually the things that you don't heal within your mind and spirit Mm -hmm. will manifest in your body so disease is actually dis-ease or some dis-ease going on so when it manifests then a lot of times we take a look at it but for me i am trying to align myself so i don't have to process through a lot of the disease because i want I want to live very long, and I don't like being sick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <My> yeah. <God. laughs> I don't think anybody does. And, no. and I think right now, yeah, um, a lot of people are putting attention on the medical field, the Western medical field, mm-hmm. where these pills are just short-term things that just alleviate the symptoms you have yeah. of whatever disease. Yeah. So it's like more holistic. It's like, no, you actually got to probably talk to your mother, talk to your father, mm-hmm. or just break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you actually got to do more internal psychological work that's um that's you know needs attention Mm -hmm. yeah it's being reflected through your body through your this disease and i'm not discounting medical science there's a lot of a lot of us get things and we need the medical science and we need the the treatments Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of it just needs to be uh i believe a unity um and you know some things are created from the toxins in our environment yeah, of and, course and you, you know and so there's lots yeah, of different things yeah there's that. yeah there's lots of different things but i believe everything's is combined everything mm-hmm. you know like for example feet and legs are spiritually uh, extension of the root chakra so 
couple years ago when I was going through my divorce and I was kind of still back and forth and wasn't all the way quite ready for it, I got something in my foot. I got, oh, it has a name. I forgot the name of it, but I injured my foot where I could barely walk and I couldn't wear my shoes, I couldn't wear heels, and I did some research and it was supposed to be something that was just, I was supposed to just get insoles and it was just something you live with. (laughs) And, you know, so for me, I did some research and I found a medical doctor, a couple of medical doctors on YouTube that had the same issue and they started running barefoot on grass because... Mm -hmm what happens when you run barefoot that's actually how you're you retrain your feet how to properly walk a lot of times we're walking in shoes and we're not actually walking correctly yeah. and, and running correctly and then you absorb the earth's vibrations so that really healed it but i did the research and like having an injury to your foot is a sign of a fear of stepping forward in life and that was the fear i had that i was afraid to step forward and have some change in life so for me it was like okay so this is why Wow. why this manifested in my life. Yeah. And then when I healed it, I wasn't afraid anymore. But so, you know, it's, I don't know if it's an absolute, but when I look at some of the things I've had and I look at some of the spiritual symptoms or what chakra energy it's emanated from, uh-huh. it really resonates with me. And I'm like, oh, that's what I was going through. Okay, yeah. you know, that's what's happening. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like throughout your life you got more keen to just like, like, well, shit, I'm really into this, this, you know, this perspective of this holistic approach where something much more deeper, much more spiritual mm-hmm. needs to happen, and i got to just act now in this mm-hmm. body that, that I'm in. Um, what was, um, I guess, your decision to finally step forward and, and, and all that and, and be the woman you are now, Bert Mejia? Pain. My life became so painful, I had to make a change. Like yeah. I think sometimes you go to the bottom and you can either stay there or you can pull yourself up. Um, yeah, it was, I had made decisions in my life and I was staying in situations that were not healthy and not happy for me. And I had been there for a long time and it was comfortable, but I just finally... It was like, this is just causing too much pain. And I was like, I have to make some changes. And I understood a few years ago that I needed to heal. And that's why I became a non-yoga instructor. I did not become it to become an instructor. I knew intuitively that I had to heal things within myself. And that's why I took it. I'm like, I have things. I have anger inside. I have pain inside. I don't feel joyful. I get depressed. I have things I need to heal inside, and I need to heal it. So mm-hmm. that's why I journeyed inward and started doing the meditation and started changing things and yeah. so I could heal. And so for me, that was that was a catalyst. I think that's a catalyst for a lot of us. You don't, you know, and yeah. I didn't, didn't come here. I actually believe, I think I probably would have died young if I had stayed on that journey if I hadn't made those those shifts because I wasn't fulfilling my life purpose and I was not going to be going you know as you get older when you start doing that you I think as you get older a lot of times it's harder for us to make those changes so it was just like I had to make these changes now um, I don't know that I mean I probably even if I gotten older I probably would have eventually made the changes but mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because now it's just like I'm still young enough to do the things I want to do. And I think we're all always young enough. I know Grandma Moses wanted to be a painter when she was a little girl. And when her husband died in his 70s, she went to this paint store and bought some paints and started painting. And if you look up Grandma Moses, she became a famous painter. And she sold her works in her 80s and 90s. And so that, yeah, I guess that was that was the thing that, that did. And then it was this, this driving thing that I wanted to empower people. So yeah. I... You can't help other people if you can't really love yourself. Yeah. And so that was my, I don't know. I just, I really love, I love life. And yeah. I, life is not meant to, I don't believe we're here to be sitting in drudgery or be sitting and not pain, being joy. Pain and dying. And, yeah, and yeah. being in pain and being unhappy. I don't believe that. I mean, if you look at children when they're born, when they're children, what are children doing? Children naturally are laughing. And they're playing and they don't care. You know, they just, they teach us. That's 
I think, I believe that's how our natural state is. And then life mm -hmm. gets hard and it kicks us in our butt and then we start declining. And I don't believe that we need to start declining. I think we can be happy and joyful. But a lot of times it is you have to dig deep in and it's painful to look at those yeah. patterns. And you're like, shit, I don't want to look at that shit. It's a lot of work. You know, it's... and because you got to heal that stuff and mm -hmm. you have to look at your patterns. You know, if you're... I had to look at my relationships. Why do I keep cycling through these relationships that are not, you know? And yeah. I had to look at it and say, it's not the men, you know, and I've always believed in good men and wonderful men. I'm like, it's not the men. It is the root in my childhood. So I had to go down and dig down and say, this is the pattern I developed when I was a child from my caretakers from my parents and and they didn't do it intentionally they were trying to give me the best but a lot of times they just found yeah and i'm sure i'm passing on some of the same things to my daughter yeah. you know unconsciously because things get pat get passed on but the thing is that when you heal yourself from the inside out you change the direction you change the the generations and you heal you finally break break the patterns another thing that bruce lipton found out is that in his research like for example children grandchildren of holocaust survivors there's been cases where the parents and grandparents have not spoken to the young children anything about the holocaust mm -hmm. they have no information about it because they're going to pretend they want to protect them until they're older yeah these children have had nightmares of being in the concentration camps and of starving to death. Why? Because when trauma happens to people, it changes your cells. And then it changes your DNA. So it gets passed on through the DNA. So what actually happened was that the memory of it was passed on mm -hmm. through the DNA when the children were born. So they had it. So sometimes the things that you're, you're healing are things that are passed on. And that's oftentimes why you have parents and dysfunctional families it was because things get passed on so when you can dig in there and you can heal that stuff you actually are you're breaking that cycle so it doesn't get passed on anymore you just you just totally change things and i think that's exciting like you know yeah. it, it frees it's like it doesn't doesn't just free you it frees everybody like everything just kind of gets healed and i have to kind of let this play out in my own life but i think when you do that i think you actually heal your the Past generations. Future and past generations? I think you actually heal. You know, I know you, t you heal the future generations, but I think you help, you help the, the past generations because you're free of it and they can feel that energy because energy is alive. So another thing that Bruce Lipton talks about in biology beliefs is that, so they've always thought that like rare diseases are just DNA. He hmm. believes that it is a blueprint. Now he was booed off the stage with medical doctors like 20 years ago for saying this, and now people are discovering that this is correct. So, for example, they have children that have been adopted who have caught the same rare disease as their adopted families, but their biologic families did not have this disease. Well, why? It's because the belief system and the vibration mm -hmm. in the home is where the the disease lies. There's actually a, a dysfunctional vibration that is, yeah. is affecting is affecting things and that's where the disease is so I mean it's just like when you meet somebody you get a good feeling if they have a good aura or bad aura it's, you yeah. feel their vibration and that is I think I think it'll be interesting like I would like to be around 100 years from now just to see what kind of <laughs> new technology I think, I think all this stuff is going to be discovered and it's going to be common yeah. people are going to be it's going to be common like I feel like even the younger generations are more versed in it Mm -hmm. than, you know, the Gen Xers and, yeah. um, and the baby boomers that people are, the children are being born and with this knowledge and science is starting to prove it. And yeah, I just think that it's slowly coming yeah. out. And I think it, it's really exciting because I don't know, we're here to be as powerful and as healed and we all have gifts to give to the world. Yes. And that's just a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I used to be afraid of, like, the time and generation of my life. Like, what the fuck am I going through? I'm going to go through an apocalypse. Like, things are just so contradictory. And then, been, then again, when I started doing more internal work, just focusing on the beauty of things, I'm like, oh, no, people are actually coming out, mm -hmm. sharing their stories, sharing their, their trauma, and 
it's making other people be more open, more vulnerable, but also paying attention to the, the issues and conflict that needs to be corrected and addressed, you know. A lot of it is in the medical field, like, oh, marijuana kills cancer cells. Oh, like, psychedelics, mushrooms helps uh, people that are depressed. And just, we're, I'm seeing we're on this path of being much more holistic and harmonious with Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, what pertains to that is the nurturing aspects of our our mothers, our women. And I believe women are a beacon of this light that will help us go towards the right path. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely got to make sure you watch an episode off of Gaia. <laughs> it's called the, 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 the rise and fall of the wise woman. Oh, wonderful. And that sounds interesting. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. And of course it's really contradictory to what the Christians believe of Adam and Eve and the whole, you know, Trinity story. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but it, instead of, like, the serpent seducing the the woman, mm-hmm. it was actually the woman saying, give this apple to man, and it was actually not an apple, but, of course, the knowledge of fruit and evil, that knowledge mm-hmm. was tool-making, because mm-hmm. they said after that was when our agriculture just boomed, it skyrocketed out of, out of nowhere, of being just nomads, of just, you know, with rocks and chimps and hunt, being hunted and, and hunters, and so... It's very much changing our our history of what we were previously taught. Mm-hmm. And so it goes much more harmoniously into like the power of the woman of kind of stabilizing things and, and having a very important role where it was no hierarchy. It was actually a teamwork. And anyways, I got to make sure that you watch that. I want to see your oh, I'd like I'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds wonderful. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty awesome. Sounds up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And so I think last thing I wanted to kind of segue with was, so it seems like you kind of have like, not necessarily two lives, but you had this life where if you felt very strongly with this, the spiritual world, with this mm-hmm. spiritual part of your life uh, that probably was not being necessarily addressed or probably was in your own certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, when I was younger, I was I was always into the esoteric side of the bookstore. You know, these books on astral projection, on meditating, on making sure all your chakras are aligned and you know resonating with each other. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. When you were younger, did you ever like have books like that, or did you were you exposed to? I was not exposed. I was raised very, very Catholic, you know, um, and I was raised in Minnesota, so it was very homogenous, you know, very German and Scandinavian, so, you know, my mother's Mexican, so I, all my (laughs) life I've heard, what are you, where where are you from? Um, But the first time I found a book, it was actually Joseph Campbell, I was in, and you know, they, they they say that books call to you, like the right book, I was... Oh my goodness, I must have been in college, right out of college. I was really probably 21, 22, and I went to a books or I went to the library and I ventured to a different section and I just grabbed one book from the shelf and it was Joseph Campbell. And mm. I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. I never heard of him. And then I went home and I read it and my hands were shaking because my thought was, if my parents were reading right, this right now, <laughs> this is blasphemy. Yeah. Like, this is blasphemy. Like, I can't, like, I was literally shaking yeah. because it was so contradictory to what I had been that's, taught. That's crazy. That's, I had actually the same experience when I had my first book on astral projection. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got like, in a weird fanatic state, I was like, I couldn't sleep at night. I was like, I had to hide this book from my mother. I'm like, oh my <laughs> yeah. God, what did I just find? This know, is crazy. It, but like, it just like makes <laughs> you want to read more. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So awesome. So Joseph Campbell was a big influence. That book really mm-hmm. got you more keen into look more internally. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And so now you're doing meditation work. You're doing this daily discipline. Um, Anyways, no, so yeah, you're right. Like the the detailed, I guess you could say maybe logistics in having a relationship. Um, when I was younger, I very much felt like, yes, I was, I was young and naive, and I thought relationships were supposed to be a certain way. And so I would get mad when 
I would hear my girlfriend talking to another guy mm-hmm. or like it being associated with some kind. And of course, yeah, it was like very strong jealousy. Those territorial issues. It was mm-hmm. a weird, just wasn't healthy. But I, that's what I was exposed to. So I yeah. thought that was like how relationships were, we're supposed, supposed to, to be. be. But of course, later on in life, of course, it took a while to kind of heal from that, to actually let her go and and love to just make sure that she's happy. And if she's happy being with the other guy and, you know, then I shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't bother me. Mm-hmm. That I should be happy for her. And same for me. You know, I should be happy to be someone with, with someone else if it didn't work out. Because mm-hmm. there was this weird attachment where even though we knew that we probably were not working out for each other, um, we still had this attachment of like, like, oh, who are you talking to now? Like, oh, why of course going to be talking to this person? Mm-hmm. Like a very just What's not ownership? healthy ownership yeah. attachment type of thing. Well, because love, true love is freedom. So a lot of times we fall in love with somebody, but then we get attached. And then we get into this thing where you kind of like you own them. Like love is freedom. So for me, and this is what I want for an ideal relationship, I feel like, now I believe, first of all, I believe in monogamy. So for me, that's my personal thing. So Mm -hmm. like, I know that I'm not somebody that will ever cross a line with anyone else. Mm -hmm. That's just not who I am. And so I know that whoever I'm with can trust me completely. But I feel like if you have a healthy relationship, he should be able to, like, I have no problem you should go out to coffee or lunch with somebody if you have a connection. If you meet somebody, yeah. like for me, it's for example, if you, it might be, like I believe that, I don't believe there's just one soulmate. I think there's a lot of people that are soulmates in your life, and I think that often, it's great to journey and have your life partner and to be in an intimate relationship with the person that's a soulmate. But there's other people that you're going to connect with. For, so if I'm with a partner and he meets someone that he connects with, there's probably a purpose. Like he has something to learn from her and she has something to learn from them, uh-huh. you know, from each other. So like if you want to go out to coffee with her, go out to coffee. Like I need to trust you. Like if I, I trust you that if you're not going to be in a, put yourself in a situation mm-hmm. where you're not going to cross a line... If you feel in that way, then you'd be like, no, I can't. It's, the connection's too strong. Yeah. I would trust that you would do that, but then I'd also, also trust share you. That yeah, and I would be the same way. Like, I, if I have a connection with somebody and someone asks me out for coffee and I think I can't control myself and I just don't have, you know, that's too, I won't cross that. But yes, if he's attracted to me, who cares? Yeah. For me, it's just like, I know that I'm not going to cross that and my partner needs to understand and trust me mm-hmm. that I'm and I'm going to trust in the same way like I feel like a lot of times in relationships we we trap and that's not really freedom and there has to be trust and there has to be true love and mm-hmm. it does not mean that you can't and I know that's might be like you think like, you think about for example let's take Oprah she could go out to coffee she's got male friends yeah why can't you? Why can't you have male friends? Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're going to cheat on somebody. And then if you have, well, then there's an issue mm-hmm. that that person has and that you have that you need to examine and you need to figure out. Yeah. But you have to. Um, for me, that's ideal. Yeah. So, and I can't be with someone that's not whole. So like, there's a huge foundation of trust. There's a foundation. And it's, of, it's knowing each other and mm-hmm. it's, it's loving each other and, and understanding each other, and I think also acknowledging that. At least for me, uh, that was a huge learning curve for me. Like, I cannot fulfill my partner in every aspect of her life. Mm-mm. And yeah. uh, actually, my aunt, when I was living over in Santa Monica or over in L.A., Whittier, L.A., um, it was really, we have great talks. I want her to be on the podcast, too. But we had great talks where she, they went to marriage counseling, and she's like, it was a learning curve for her where, we're not supposed to fulfill our partners in every aspect. Like, yes, that'd be idea. Yes, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. We want to be the reason for their happiness, and we want uh, that to be reciprocated. But like, what she told me is that she's a huge flower child. She's so lovely. Uh, she has conversations with me and her friends that she can't have with you know her her, her husband. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I I totally could relate to that when I was with my ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I love podcasts. I got into like really nerdy weird esoteric things where she was like that is fucking weird dude <laughs> and I'm like I'm like no this means a lot to me why can't we connect on this yeah. and so it was like that's where it clicked I'm like oh wow like we love each other we're here for each other we want to help each other 
but just because one aspect is not being met, like like those small things, it doesn't mean that that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you learn to have that with others. Mm-hmm. And that's you know mm-hmm. having connection with, with others. Just yeah. I think what you're saying is having. Uh, your other soulmates that you connect with, mm-hmm. you can share and have a coffee and have mm-hmm. these awesome conversations with and have no problem with it. Yeah. 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 And I know that's challenging for a lot of people because the truth about relationship is that you, a lot of times relationships, we're not whole. We're not completely whole and the other person's not completely whole. Shel Silverstein has a beautiful book about this. It's a children's book, but it's really an adult book called The Missing Piece. And I read it uh, I live live. Yeah, I read <laughs> it live because it's it's talking about, you know, it's a, a little piece. It's a missing piece. And he's looking for the other part that's going to miss feel his missing piece. And he's mm-hmm. looking, looking, and finally finds someone that his piece fits into their missing piece. And then they go along, and then he outgrew her. You know, they he changed. So now they didn't fit anymore. And that's what happens, right? So... He was going around, and there was another circle that was just whole, and was rolling around. And he said, uh, "Are you missing a piece?" And the whole guy says, "No, I'm not missing a piece. I'm just having to having to having having a happy time by myself." And see ya, nice meeting <laughs> ya. And so the missing piece is just sitting there, and then he decides, or she decides to, well, I want to roll around too, and but she's all pointy, and so she takes herself and she starts flapping herself over until. She keeps flapping herself over until she becomes a circle. And now she's rolling around and she's whole. And then she all of a sudden meets the whole other guy or that other missing, the other circle and rolling around. And they're like, hey, let's roll together. And, but they're whole. They're not, they're not fulfilling any pieces that are missing. Mm, and yeah. that is what a relationship is supposed to be. You have to be whole and he or she has to be whole. Yeah. And you have to continue working on yourself to be whole. That person, you may feel happiness being with them that brings you joy, yeah. but they can't be the reason that you feel joyful. You have to find the joy within you, and he or she has to find the joy within him or her. And then together you can share joy. Yeah. But what happens is that we have missing pieces because we have wounds. And yeah. that's why I do that my Heal Your Heart program. Like, And I do also, I do 90-day one-on-one personal coaching on, on, on doing that too. But you have to be whole. Or you're going to have this dysfunctional play. And that's fine. Yeah. But when you are whole and you can have something that is really whole, that is the ideal. That's an amazing relationship. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. But you're not... Be whole. Yeah, you know, Will Smith talked about that. He did a a Facebook, Instagram live thing on it. And he said, that's what Jada and I had to figure out, that we weren't making each other happy. Like, we had to be happy first. And, you know, we went to this relationship thinking that it was our job to help each other and be happy and that's what we learned is that's that awesome. you're not and, and you have to and so that's what makes a good relationship yeah and when you have that then you can trust the other person um, and you can heal that stuff and you can allow love true love should provide freedom it should not trap yes I agree awesome well that that just needed to be said yeah <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything that you want to share Last minute thoughts, words, or shout outs to people. Um, I know you have something coming up this Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. I have a program starting uh, that's launching on Wednesday, June 13th. It's called Heal Your Heart. It is about healing your broken heart, and it doesn't have to be for just relationships. For a lot of us, it is that, but it can be someone that's no longer in your life in any kind of way, or it can be wounds that you've just been carrying. So it's going to be a seven week program. I will be Every week I'll be releasing a different module with that'll be pre-recorded with me and with different exercises and different visuals. Nice. And I'll be doing some live Q&As. But it's going to be run from a Facebook group, just a private Facebook group, so that you can interact with other people and there can be a support network. Now, if that's not your thing, you can just go on there every week and just download the training and do it on your own do the work on your own because some of us just like to be private and do it that way yeah and if you like the support you can interact with other people but that's going to be launching june 13th and i have a special introductory pricing on that and then and that's for men and women guys and girl and not girls but women and because both of us have 
those issues to deal with because we're all humans. But then I also do have a woman's Facebook group for just women because I do believe that, now I'm a lover of men, but I do believe (laughs) that women are the foundation of the families of the home. If mother's happy or mother's happy, everyone's happy. If woman is happy, it affects partners it affects our children it affects our families and even if you never have children it's going to affect everyone around you we're the found i believe we're the foundation so i'm really passionate about us women being strong so i have a facebook group it's a free facebook group called she became her own hero so you can just go to facebook and she became her own hero and we do empowering things on there and i do live topics like i just did one i just did my wild woman workshop live um, love the we, title of that yes I, I, and I believe that women are yes. very wild naturally yes well, it's, yeah and it's our natural self so i just did that i've been doing them for groups of women for years but some people from other states have been wanting to hear it so i decided oh, nice. to record it so it's usually it's like two hours but i recorded it. it's about an hour but on my page you can access the wild yeah. women workshop and it's something that you'll have to grab your pen and paper and <laughs> yeah. get in and, and, and do some digging, but it, it, it's helpful. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm so happy that you came here to share your perspective on my Practice Perspective podcast. This was lovely. Um, you guys check it out. Um, I'll probably be showing this tomorrow. Perfect. I'll probably Perfect. make sure yeah. definitely before Wednesday. Yeah. And um, yeah, you guys let us know how you guys like it.